our bodies are our least interesting thing about ourselves. And not everyone is consumed with you and how you look because everyone is consumed in themselves. When you go outside and you're like, oh, I look so bad or like, oh my God, what are they going to think of me? No one is looking at you and thinking about you and like your insecurities or flaws that you believe that you have because they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their flaws. They're thinking about what they're struggling with. So realize, like, take that pressure off yourself because I'm telling you, everyone is so consumed with how they look. They're not stressed about how you look. And if your jeans are a little bit bigger than your jeans last month, they're not paying attention. Okay. Hello, Ella. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you. I've been a fan of yours for such a long time. For those who do not know you, I mean, you are a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. You're a speaker. You're a content creator. But when you go to a party and people say, what do you do? What do you tell them? A little bit of everything. I know. I'm like, I don't even know where to really start. But I usually just say like model, um, influencer and speaker. Just keep it, you know, straightforward. And then they'll usually ask like, oh, what do you model for? What kind of modeling? And then, oh, what what's your niche on, you know, online? And what, what content do you create? But that's kind of like the preface of where I start. Okay. And then yeah. tell us a little bit about how you got here. What has this road to becoming a model, becoming an influencer been like? Yeah. Um, I started actually when I went to school in Hawaii. I went to University of Hawaii, um, which was an amazing experience. And I honestly suffered with so much just like anxiety, body image issues, um, didn't really love myself growing up. And then when I went to Hawaii, I was a sophomore in college. I had transferred. I had just honestly started to feel tired of being tired and tired of not loving the skin that I was in. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my power back and my confidence back. Um, and I really let a lot of that confidence shine through. And I started taking photos just, you know, on the beach in Hawaii and posting them to Instagram at the time I had no followers. Um, but but I started growing on there more and more because I think more people wanted to see that. And they were like, wow, you're so confident. You make me feel confident. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, OK, I think I, you know, I'm supposed to be doing this and just keep showing up every day. Um, and that's how it kind of got started with modeling. And I got scouted by an agent um, through Instagram just by posting Amazing. when I was there. Yeah. So long story short, mainly from going to school in Hawaii is kind of how it all started. That is incredible. And you said that you hadn't always had because now it seems like you have the best relationship with your body. Clearly, people look up to you for having such amazing confidence and just embracing every part of yourself. But you said it wasn't always like that. Can you tell us a little bit about what that journey's been like? Yeah. I think just growing up, I was comparing myself a lot to my friends. and My friends were always smaller than I was. Um, and I just never felt that great in my skin. I played soccer for my whole life, like 15 years growing up. So I was always an athlete. Um, was always working out, but no matter how small I would get, I still didn't feel confident. And sometimes at my smallest is when I felt my most insecure. So I started to realize that the correlation between your size and your body is not related to confidence and happiness. And I think once I kind of broke those two apart from each other and realized they're not as much correlated, I started to focus on my inner beauty and being, you know, a kinder person and showing up as a better daughter and a friend. Um, so I feel like once I started to focus on 
me as a whole, my soul, my body, everything about me um, is when I really have that confidence shine through, regardless of what my size, my jeans wear, and regardless of, you know, the changes in my body. Um, I do think growing up, I, I just struggled a lot with confidence as so many, you know, young, young women do. Um, but I'm really glad to have to have broken through, you know, that at a younger age as well. Um, and now able to help and share that with an audience, which is a really cool experience. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I don't know. Are you how old are you? 26. You're 26. OK, yes. Yeah, so I thought I was like, I think she's around my age. I don't know about you, but I didn't realize until people have been talking about it that like the people that we just saw all the time growing up were like Hannah Montana and all these girls that were just tiny and they were just born that way. And that's great. And they, that, that was a great body. But I also like wasn't that small growing up. And I always just felt like, oh, that's what a body looks like. These teeny tiny girls. And I get so jealous of girls nowadays who have people like you and people that are amazing on the Internet showing them like, no, bodies come in all shapes and sizes. Like, yeah. I just never realized that we didn't really have that much like that many examples growing up right there was not as much representation for sure and i think that's no. where we lacked was you know that representation in the media on billboards you know what we're seeing on the tv our favorite tv shows our favorite movies there wasn't a lot of lead actresses or actors that were plus size or bigger or just a size 10 6 whatever it is yeah the average size i believe it woman today in the u.s is a size 14 so we didn't even get that normal average size displayed at all. And not only was it not displayed or represented, it also wasn't applauded and appreciated. So you know, that's that's a huge thing, too, that I think nowadays in our generation, we're not only representing it, but we're also appreciating it and applauding it and saying, like, yes, queen, you look great. Like, you look confident, you know, um, you're beautiful. Yeah. Your curves are amazing. So I think we're more accepting of it. Um, which is a really cool space to be in. And I always think and say that you, you know, be who you needed when you were younger. And I always believe in that. And I feel like when people ask me, like, what's your purpose and what are you doing? I'm like, I'm showing up every day to be who baby Ella needed to see when I was younger. And, you know, you saying that is a perfect example. We didn't see the thicker or just different body types and all those different sizes and shapes and colors displayed and represented so for us we were like that is what beauty is right that's the ideal beauty and the ideal shape you know the victoria's secret runway show all of that yeah. and so it's like if we don't see our bodies in the media or we don't see our skin color our size our shape whatever it may be represented it it you can't help but feel like you're not good enough absolutely yeah and it i mean you are a representation of people needing representation in all categories, like you said, race and ethnicities and everyone. Mm -hmm. And so this is just one part of it that has really been lacking. And I think especially for women who already have enough pressure with how they look. So right. to also just not see like beauty, quote unquote, being displayed on any size other than like a zero or a two was super challenging. So right. Right. you're doing amazing things. Um that. So what everyone would love to know is, Ella, what is the best advice that you've ever gotten? You know, I was contemplating this because I got asked this recently, too. And I feel as though I've, I've received such great advice, honestly, from all spectrums of people in my life. I would say one thing that has helped me a lot in my career and spearheading it and being able to be 
self-sufficient and independent and make this a full-time job of mine now has been um, a prior business coach that I was working with last year. He told me because I struggled with, you know, when things would come up and rejection would come up, it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to throw the towel in and walk away, you know, modeling, influencing all that. Every day I face rejection. I walk into an agency, not sign. You get dropped from an agency. You you get dropped from clients. You, you know, you're on hold for a job and you get so excited and then you get released before. So then you, you're not modeling that job that you thought you had. So every day you're facing struggles and battles. And we all are every single day, no matter what career field, we all face struggles every day. I think what he said was really eye-opening for me where he was like, don't focus on the, or focus on the plan. Don't focus on the problem and always stay on offense. And I thought that was really cool because in this career or any career, it's easy in life to be on defense. And when it happens, you almost feel like, why is this happening to me? You start spiraling. It affects you mentally. You become depressed or anxious about it. And you feel like, why are all these bad things happening? Well, every day there's going to like, you know, there's going to be bad things that happen. Life is not perfect. And so there's going to be struggles that we face. But how do you respond to it? How do you react to it? You know, and when he said stay on offense, it lives in my head every day. So when something happens, I'm like, okay, great. Like stay on offense. Let's go. Like, how are we going to attack this now? Like, I'm not going to focus on that issue, that rejection, that problem. I'm going to focus on that plan the purpose, like where I'm headed and not these like blocks along the way. And I think that really helped me um, a ton in my career. But there's so much advice that I've been given, honestly. Like my dad once said, obviously, this is a common thing people say, but it really stuck with me is he, he's like, you know, find what you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. And as cliche and everyone says that, it's so true. And I never felt pressure from my parents to get a nine to five or follow this career path or what are you doing? I felt really supported because my parents were like, we just want you to be happy and we want you to do something that you love. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like how, how is work not going to feel like work? But I can genuinely say like, I work really hard and I love what I do, but I show up every day willing to work hard because I, I know the impact that I'm making. I know that I'm able to connect with so many women online and help them that this, at this point, it doesn't feel like work. It, it feels like a community. It feels like connection. It feels like purpose being that person I needed when I was younger, you know, so that's been really helpful to keep in the back of your head is really find what you love to do. I love both of those things. Going back to your first piece of advice, you were saying that you face rejection every day. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Is there a specific instance in your life where you remember thinking about that advice really deeply where like the rejections were just piling up and you weren't sure if you were going to get through? Yeah, I mean, I've struggled a lot with my modeling career of just feeling like I'm not being seen my worth and I'm not being valued or agents aren't seeing my potential or even clients. And I feel like I'm constantly having to show up and prove myself and take the photos and post them and build my portfolio and do the work and be a great client to work with. And I still feel like I struggle with having that breakthrough with modeling. And I and I face so much rejection with it, as do I see success with, with it, of course. But that can be that can feel so overwhelming of just like, should I even be doing this? Like, am I even supposed to be doing this? Should I just give up? Like, maybe I shouldn't be a model. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And I think that's where I've struggled. But then I always remember, like, focus on the plan, like focus on the plan. Don't focus on the rejection. And it's always rejection is always a redirection. So it's like I got dropped from an agency. I was sad about it. I could have let it ruin my day, my week, my month, my year. And it, within that day, I made one phone call 
And then when, with an hour, I had an agency meeting with Ford in Miami. And so I'm like, I, I'm always saying on offense. I'm like, okay, great. They didn't see my worth. It wasn't working out. Let's pivot. Where are we going next? Okay, great. Let's make a call. I want to sign with them. Let's talk with them. Boom. They wanted to meet with me. I met with them. And then I actually met with another agency too that wanted to meet with me. And things were you know, building and building. And had I just sat there and soaked in the sadness and soaked that I'm not good enough and they don't see my worth and maybe I shouldn't be a model, I was like, oh, no, no, this just doesn't work for them and it's not actually working for me. So I'm going to repivot and think of the plan to get to that next step and to get to where I want to go to my end goal. And so I think just staying on offense is really key. Yeah, I love that. I I think... I mean, this isn't as inspirational of a side of it, but to your point, I think a lot of people see your page, they see you, they see all of your success. And I've felt this a lot, even with my own Instagram, they're like, oh, so many followers and like, you must just have it all figured out. And brands always want to work with you and people always want to do things with you. And with you, they're probably like, oh, you could model for whoever you want. Everyone will want to work with you. And it's just, I think it's a fact of life that there's always it's like you can't you never stop clawing for your way like your space right. in a, in an air in like an industry in a field and it can get exhausting so I think being able to keep yourself focused on that plan is like a necessity for survival because you kind of like can never just take a breath it's always going to be clawing your way especially in your industry I'm mean, like with modeling that is particularly brutal mm-hmm. yeah it's cut for out and it's always about what the industry wants at that time. What are the trends? What are the what are these clients want? One day it's plus size, the next they want more smaller size. So it, it it really is a certain look sometimes of a box that I feel yeah. like I have to fit in. Where I'm over here, like I don't want to fit into a box. I want to break through every bro- every box and every barrier. And so yeah. I'm like sometimes I'm like I don't fit into this industry of the cutthroat yeah. modeling world. I just don't. And so I feel like I'm really paving my own way, which is amazing. But with that, you have to work like five times harder to break that, you know, that um, the routine and the the yeah. normal routine of being a model. So absolutely. Absolutely. Some- I, say it. I think that's incredible, though. And someone's got to do it and you're doing it. So that's amazing. I also am wondering, I like asking people this question because I think the, the answers are so great. Is there a worst piece of advice that you've ever gotten or a quote that you just like do not like that every time you hear it, you cringe. Uh, worst piece of advice. I feel like I'll tune it out. Like, I can't remember one where I'm like, where I internalized it. Like, if I hear something, I'm like, eh. Like, I'm not. You're doing so self actualized. You just, you just let it be. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to listen to that. <laughs> I feel like I haven't really gotten too much bad advice. I think sometimes it could be, I don't know, small stuff like, small stuff of advice of people telling you what to invest in or what to do with your money or don't do this and do that or buy this, but don't buy yeah. that. Like stuff like that where I'm like, okay, well, I believe that my best investment right now is in yourself and you can never go wrong with investing in yourself. So it's like sometimes getting like financial advice, I'm like, all right, who are you? Like, what, what, you know, like, why am I going to listen to you right now on this? Like, stuff like that. But never, I mean, honestly, thinking about it more too, I think the worst advice was when I got told not to move to LA 
And I think a lot of people were like, don't move to LA. What are you doing? Because it was in the middle of the pandemic, 2020, you know, and reality wise, like if I was thinking more practical, like most people think more practical, I feel like than I do. I'm way more of like a dreamer and manifester and whatever. They were all telling me not to move because pandemic, no jobs were happening. I had lost my job. I was working at a restaurant in the pandemic, lost my job as a server. And I knew I wanted to come here and be a model and be an influencer. And everyone told me no. Everyone's like, don't like wait till the end, like wait until things lift up. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm so glad I didn't listen to their advice. And I just sent it. And right, right when I got here, I hit the ground running. And within a month, I booked myself a JCPenney commercial, a Snapchat commercial. I got Amazing. Sports Illustrated that year. Like I just was, it was the second I landed and got here, it was just like I hit the ground running. And had I not invested in myself and took that risk on myself and listened to others, I would not be where I'm at today. So I think always trust your gut, you know? Yeah, maybe the advice there is that sometimes the best advice for someone isn't the best advice for you. And so advice always has to be a very personal thing. And at the end of the day, you know you better than anyone else. Totally. I think that's hard sometimes to internalize. Um, Yeah. I... I'm also wondering if there is a favorite quote that you have. Is, do you have like a mantra that you repeat to yourself when you're prepping for a big shoot or hyping yourself up? Yeah, I love to always follow that there. Uh, the quote, there's only one you in this world and that is your power. And I say it all the time, like all the time, because it just I gets me through everything and anything. Having that confidence, knowing that there is only one you should get you get you going every single day like that lights fire underneath me because no one else is doing what you're doing. No one else is you. No one else lives your life like you are so uniquely you. And that's what gives me the confidence to love who I am and continue doing what I'm doing every day. I love that. That is beautiful. I am also... I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing the advice that you would give to them if they, if someone was where you were, let's say like five years ago now, or even three years ago, you're about to move in the middle of a pandemic. They are in their figurative pandemic right now. What advice would you give to them about their career, about their personal lives? Mm -hmm. One advice I would give, and there's a lot of different angles I could go out with it. But I think if I were to give one, I would say, and this is going to be an interesting take, I would say you need to be selfish first in order to be selfless later. And I so strongly believe that because the the reason I'm at where I'm at today and have been able to accomplish anything is I was selfish. I mean, I left my house. I left my family. I moved down here by myself. I blocked out all men, all distractions. I didn't go on dates. I didn't have a boyfriend. Like I was so selfish into my life, my career, my vision and my purpose because I knew if I was able to become so strong and confident and build something for myself and build that sturdy foundation, the rest would be history. Like I would be able to give back so much, but you can't give from an empty cup. Like you can't give if you're not good. So always focus on you first. Always make sure that you're good. Always make sure that you have your head on straight and that you are following your dreams because to give that to others, you have to give to you first. And it, and it sounds a little bit controversy of being selfish, right? But I really, really, truly believe that. 
had I not been selfish, you know, I, I just wouldn't be here today. So I think being selfish first is a huge, huge piece of advice that I could give anyone listening to this. I love that. It's I think we are rewriting as a society the meaning of selfish. And I think it's in a good way, because like you said, people yeah. are realizing you cannot give to anyone if you don't have that self-love first, if you don't have self-respect, if you don't like yourself, if you can't look in the mirror and like yourself. And that actually moves me to my second question, which is more specific. But what advice would you give to someone who's really struggling with their body image right now? If you're really struggling with your body image, I would first tell you that we need to fully understand that our bodies are our least interesting thing about ourselves. And not everyone is consumed with you and how you look because everyone is consumed in themselves. When you go outside and you're like, oh, I look so bad or like, oh, my God, what are they going to think of me? No one is looking at you and thinking about you and like your insecurities or flaws that you believe that you have because they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their flaws. They're thinking about what they're struggling with. So realize, like, take that pressure off yourself because I'm telling you, everyone is so consumed with how they look. They're not stressed about how you look. And if your jeans are a little bit bigger than your jeans last month, they're not paying attention. Um, I would say that, you know, hang around people that uplift you, watch your environment. Who do you feel your best around and hang around those people? And who do you feel your worst around? Because take notes of that and don't hang around those people. Really look at your environment and your inner circle. And that if that means you have to cut off family and friends, you got to do it. Because like I said, be selfish. Like if they are not bettering you and helping you and they are making you feel less than, you need to cut them off. You need to take time away from them. Um, so looking at your environment, giving yourself affirmations every day, as silly and crazy it sounds, like look in the mirror every single morning and give yourself those affirmations. Um, and it's almost like a delusional confidence that I talk about on my TikTok a lot is once you tell yourself so many times, you're beautiful, you look amazing, look at how powerful and empowering you are and confident and sexy and this. And I love my curves. I love what my body can do for me. It's so strong. It's so, you know, when you tell yourself that enough, even if you don't believe it, you're going to start believing it out of habit, out of telling yourself that. It literally is almost like a sense of delusional confidence, but you start to then believe it. And I think it goes into fake it until you make it, but it is true. I mean, not everyone sometimes walks out of the womb and they're the most confident beings. Like you have to teach yourself this every day. It's something that is taught, I believe. So if you feel like you're not getting that teaching from your parents and your loved ones, then you got to give it to yourself. I love that. And step one, follow Ella on Instagram and see someone who is living proof that you can love yourself no matter how you look. And you're inspirational in so many ways and you've done so much good. And I'm so flattered that you would come on the show and share your wisdom. I mean, just these words like came straight out of a inspirational novel or something. I love it. I know. I want to write a book. I'm inspired now. uh, you truly should. Next time I interview you, better say author next to the, uh, oh, the title there. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Manifest. There's the new the new goal. Yes, we're manifesting it. Um, for that. everyone listening, tell them where they can follow you. Tell them any projects you have coming up. We want to support Ella. Yes. Thank you so much, Christy. You're an icon. I appreciate you for having oh. me. Um, but yes, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Ella Halikas. Um, and you can get all the self-love, inspo, fashion, tips, all that fun stuff. Um, 
But I'm going to get more into speaking, which is really excited. I just spoke at UCLA campus at a group um, a few weeks ago, which was really fun. So I'm really trying to speak more and just share more of that wisdom and light and inspiration with others. Um, Some fun trips coming up um, and some fun brand work that I'm doing. I'm really excited. I'm working with Good American again. Um, So just some fun stuff. So be on the lookout. And I'm going to start doing more recreation shoots again because I know people love those. So. If you have any recreation inspo shots of who I should recreate, I love to recreate, you know, thinner celebrities or models or influencers or whatever um, looks on my body type. So it's a cool series that I'm doing to showcase that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. So if you have any inspos or want me to recreate anyone, DM me and I'll be on the lookouts. I was literally going to plug that. I was going to say, if you're just going to look at one thing, do is it still called Thick Girls Can Rock This Fit too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like whatever you like. I love that series so much. And it's so helpful too, because a lot of times you're like, does this just look good because someone's super thin? Or is it actually like a cute outfit? Right. And it's so fun to like see normal sized bodies. And I mean, everyone's normal in their own way, but most of us don't look like supermodels, that kind of supermodel. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, totally. Uh, I love it so much. And it's, um, it's just such a creative thing to do and what a fun like little series it is. So everyone yeah. should follow along with that and find inspo and send it to Ella. Yes. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. You are wonderful. And I hope that everyone takes her advice into consideration and uses it in their lives because I will be thinking about it for the rest of the day. And I hope everyone else will too. Um, yeah. But we hope to... Keep up with everything you're doing and thank you guys all for listening to The Shift.